Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Smarkets Politics Podcast, technically episode six. We did actually record this earlier in the day, inevitably. Uh, we, we did record a pod about whether List Trust would be sticking around to the end of the year, et cetera, and so forth. You'll never see that podcast, presumably, but you can take my word for it that everything we said was absolutely spot on. Um, joining me now to discuss the fact that Liz Trust has just announced her resignation, as we record on a Thursday afternoon, is Patrick Flynn and Matthew Shaddock. Gentlemen, let's set the scene. Friday the 14th of October, Jeremy Hunt replaces Kwasi Kwarteng as Chancellor of the Exchequer. Then he goes about dismantling the economic agenda that the uh, new government, Liz Truss's government, had basically set forward. Uh, fast forward to Wednesday the 19th, just a few days later, Suella Bravman departs as Home Secretary, replaced by Grant Shapps. Then we had the whole fracking debacle vote thing. And then Thursday the 27th, today, Liz Truss announces her resignation. We've been told by the end of next week, we'll have a new leader. Matthew, who's that going to be? Rishi Sunak, okay. most likely. I mean, you ought to say that right now as we speak. Only just ahead of Penny Morden, though. Well, I mean, it's changing from second to second. I mean, as we speak, he's around even money. I mean, I suppose the starting point for me is um, he was the most popular choice among um, MPs in the last election, all that, long, all that time ago. Um, he got around 43% of the members' vote in the runoff. Uh, now, I'm thinking his standing has increased quite a lot since then. You know, most of what he said about Truss's economic policies turned out to be very prescient. Um, I think he could do better among the members, albeit he'll be running against somebody different. But he's the safest choice for me uh, after, you know, the chaos of the last few weeks. Um, and so what, what we don't know, of course, is how they're going to organise this election. But I think either way, whether members are involved or not, he clearly has the best chance as we speak right now. There's some talk that there will be a member vote involved in the process. I don't know if you know that is confirmed. Yeah, it seems like it seems like it. Unless obviously there's only one candidate that comes forward, which is highly unlikely. So Patrick, can you take us through the latest odds? <laughs> Sunak yeah. around a fifty percent chance of saying just under. I think, I think it's about forty-seven, something like that. Um, but yeah, as Matthew says, it's changing every second. We've just had confirmation or rumours, let's say, in the last five minutes that Boris Johnson is considering standing. So that's you know the chaos option. Um, so it's it's Sunak. About Sunak, 47, about, 48%. Let me get the percentages. Sunak, 47. Modern, 27. Johnson, 16. And so a few minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> when we were publishing various things, yeah. uh, Johnson was at a kind of 7%, 7% and yeah. Morden was up at 34. So yes. he's basically, looks like, eaten into her. Yes, it looks uh, like it, as the kind of thing. alternative to Sunak. Um, I'm a bit annoyed, actually, Dan, because I did tip Morden this morning at like 5.0. Now she's come in a bit. And I said not to back Jeremy Hunt, and now he's... And he's not running. So. Well, as long as you've got the betting receipts to prove it, that's good <laughs> enough. I mean, no, I, what, I mean, another thing we, we go back and we talked about before, but I did feel that however they organise this leadership election, they would want to do it in a way that doesn't give the members a chance to get Boris Johnson back in. Because I, I really do not think there are very many MPs who think that's a good outcome for the Tory party. The party would split if Johnson becomes leader again. The, the, there would be defections. Yeah, so however they organise this, if there is more than one runner, don't know that yet or not, I, I'm going to guess here they're going to make this as difficult as possible for people to get on the ballot. You know, maybe they'll have to get, you know, a very large number of MPs to nominate them before they can do that. That would obviously decrease the field, make it easier to have a, uh, well, slightly easier, I guess, to have a vote afterwards. Um, so, you know, I'm still, I'm looking at the odds now for Johnson. You know, I'd be, I'd be a layer <laughs> if good, I've got time. Well, I mean, right now at this price, there's only rumours he's going to run. And like I say, I think even he does... Um, the desire for some kind of extremely stable outcome is going to outweigh any loyalty people may 
feel towards him. Not for everybody, obviously, but I think there's going to be a very strong move towards it. And I think we'll see, you know, the Tory big beasts, use a cliche, you know, the Hagues of this world, possibly some other ex-cabinet ministers who aren't going to run. I cannot see very many of them, um, you know, wanting to back Johnson here, quite the reverse, given that most of them left his government um, in the dying days of his regime. So we think it's likely to be Sunak versus Morden, and Sunak looks to be a strong favourite at the well, moment. He, on, the, on the markets, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be that sure of his prospects in, with the members because, as Matthew, as Matthew says, his, his uh, standing among members has probably gone up. But, you know, he did get 43%. And Let me ask Patrick one question because if you think back to the early stages of that leadership mm-hmm. election, yeah. we had some hypothetical polling, didn't we, yeah. including Sunak with Mordant. Yeah. And Mordant won by miles in that, yes. some of that early polling, yes. right? Um, so, if, you know, I, I, that's what makes me less confident that if it does get to those 200 members' vote, whether even despite what's happened in the meantime, whether Sunak would still win. But again, I still think that Mordant is going to be the riskier option. Um, you know, another slightly less experienced person. Um, and after what's happened recently, I think that's still going to give trust um, Sunak, as you say, an advantage. I've got a question. Where do you think Morden Salts would be if she hadn't stood in for Truss at PMQs briefly? Um, well, How much of that is factoring into it? I think... She was obviously a strong candidate. I mean, she was favourite yeah, in the market for a while. I, I, think, I think it was because... Her, not because she did an amazing performance, though I did think she did pretty well. I think it was because the way that she performed made it look like she was interested in becoming leader. It was like she was very vocally attacking Keir Starmer and she was doing a lot of, like, subtle gaffes that made Liz Truss look bad, like, oh, she's not hiding in a cupboard, knowing that that would be quoted on the news and then, you know, it would harm Truss's position. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think I still think she'd... Mm. I mean, she was favourite in that leadership, Tory leadership uh, contest market for, for a, a long days. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was over one of the weekends and then there was a debate on the... Sunday night, I think. And then that was when Mordaunt didn't do very well. I mean, I said that time, Sunak was, was led yeah, that market yeah, for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, I mean, Mordaunt wasn't very impressed with those debates or the hustings by all um, accounts. But whether we're going to get any of those in the next week, I, I rather doubt. Maybe we'll get one sort of informal hustings for MPs or something. But it's just certainly not, there's not going to be time for any campaigning, which is why it's going to be almost impossible for some breakout candidate yeah. to suddenly come from nowhere and win 100%. this election. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically... The fact it's going to be a week and we're getting potentially what we've heard is we're going to get the two, well, I don't know how many candidates, we're going to get some candidates on Monday and then there's going to be a vote with Tory members and we're going to get the result of that on next Friday. Um, so we've got, what, three, four days for MPs to gather support. So that's basically just going to favour whoever's already got an existing base of support, which Sunak does. More than had 100, 100 MPs backing her in the in the final part of that uh Leadership election, obviously Boris Johnson's got his own base of support as well. Um, I mean, those are the potential three. Ben Wallace, depends on whether he stands, but, you know, there's still questions over why he didn't stand at the last one. Um, he but, pulled out early, didn't he, in the last leadership? Well, he didn't, he didn't even run. Right. He just announced he wasn't going to run, and that he was already, he was the market favourite. He was, like, beating all the other candidates in hypothetical polls. So, I mean, it was kind of his to lose at that point, but rumours have said that he he's more keen on standing this time, but I don't know how much weight to give them. Okay. Um, so we've talked about who it might be. We've talked about the process. Let's look further ahead. The other question this week has been whether there might be a general election. Our market's currently saying that that's not very likely in the near term. 
Yeah, I mean, there's literally hardly any time left to call this. I mean, I think they've got, got, got two weeks or something like that to call it to give it enough time to happen before the end of the year. Um, and even if there was more time, well, how many Tory MPs want to vote for a general election right now? Not very many, because hundreds of them are going to lose their job if things as things stand. And even if you get a new leader in in some kind of opinion poll bounce, I think it's going to take quite a while to recover to anywhere near where they could be confident of winning most seats, never mind get a majority. Um, on the other hand, I do think there's some possibility that we could be set for something a bit earlier than 2024. You know, there's been a lot of disquiet about the fact that Trust managed, well, tried to um, bring in a completely different programme for government with obviously no electoral mandate for that. And so if some new leader wants to do something very different to the 2019 manifesto, then they may very well say, listen, everybody, I accept that argument. We'll have a general election next year. Give us a few months to sort things out. On the other hand, it's quite plausible that the winning candidate, Ace Sunak, for instance, will more or less try and go ahead with the 2019 manifesto with some adjustments for, you know, whatever the current financial um, restrictions may be. The market's currently saying something like a 9% chance of a general election this year, Yeah, 29-ish percent for 2023. It's 9% for this year. That's yeah. what we had uh, at the latest time we looked. Might have is, changed. That is very high. Um, perhaps a good lay bit, even at those low odds, uh, or high odds, if you will. Um, 29% for 2023, and then obviously the rest for, for 2024 after. So most likely that it does rumble on until the, the sort of next scheduled general election uh, time. Yeah, I mean, I think we should expect a sort of... You know, spring, May or autumn 2024, much the most likely. Although could, they could actually run to January 2025, mm -hmm. which if things are not going great, they might run out of the clock, but we'll see. And in terms of the outcome, let's have a quick conversation to close about what, what it might look like after that election and what the markets are currently saying. Labour has crept into a kind of majority position in the markets lately. I'm assuming that's not changed, Patrick. No, it hasn't. They're about 55% chance to win a majority uh, no overall majority is about, no, hang on, Labour's 51, no overall majority is 36, Tory majority 13, that takes us to 100, yeah. And where does Starmer look as PM after the next um, election? Currently rated about a 76% chance, so that's pretty high. Wow. Um, but I mean, I think that's reasonable, given that the Tories effectively have to win a majority or come very close to it to be able to form the next government because they've basically ran out of potential coalition partners, potentially the DUP, but after last time, I'm not entirely sure that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, it's, it's looking pretty good for Labour. Um, if I had a guess to, about the trajectory of the polls, let's assume they, uh, let's put to one side the possibility of Boris Johnson coming back, but let, let's assume that it's going to be Sunak or Mordaunt. Um, I think both of those could instantly bring in a cabinet of, you know, quite experienced, credible people, uh, probably getting rid of quite a lot of the people in there at the moment, uh, with sort of more of a cross-party appeal, um, instantly generates a feeling that we've got a much more competent organisation in charge than we've had for the last couple of months. Um, and although I expect, you know, over the next week or so, Labour's poll might even go up from the huge numbers it is already, I could see there being... At least some kind of turnaround in favour of the Tories um, within a month or two. Not not to say that I think they're going to be leading or anything, but I think we might be going back to fifteen point leads yeah. rather than twenty five point leads. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, well let's close this out with I'm going to put you both on the spot. Your tip, your you know, we normally do put your mouth where your money is, but this doesn't have to be a bet that you've actually made. This mm -hmm. is a bet that you're thinking about or you think that somebody could make given the the latest developments. Um, and I go to you first, Matthew. 
uh, a tip related to these markets that you would give out? Some good value that you can see. Um, right this minute, as we talk, I think if you can get even money or better than on Sunak, that seems fair. Um, and again, I, I, I'd lay, if Johnson gets sh any shorter, well, he's, he's probably a lay at the moment, but if somehow he gets down to sort of four or five to one, um, I'd be laying that. Patrick? Um, can I do next general election? Or sure. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, I've said it before, but Labour most votes at 1.37 is still very good value to me. Um, given the given the state of the polls and how likely it is that the economy is not going to recover anytime soon, um, that looks yeah, that looks good. Okay, you In just might of, be tying your money up for a little while. Yes, exactly. But I, mm, I'd still, I think I'd still be backing Morden at three point whatever she's at three point five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced by Sunak's you know electoral appeal with the Tory members if. They're presented with an alternative. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that they'd reject him if there was only one candidate and it was like some sort of, you know, confirmation ballot. But I think when he's when he's contrasted with a different candidate who might potentially change their stances a little bit and try to appeal more to the right of the party, potentially he could be defeated. Um, but yeah, it's all kind of up in the air. It's going to be interesting. Okay, well, listen, gents, we're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you very much for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do give us a like and do subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on any other platform where you get your podcasts, please do subscribe and, and follow this markets account on Twitter as well at Smarkets. We'll be back next week, perhaps with a new prime minister. Who knows? We'll see you then.